They say waiting is its own kind of hell. Whoever said that was probably familiar with the NYC subway system. Think it's the end of days? A gentleman to my left asked. We both stood at the edge of the yellow strip on the platform waiting for the train. God knows how much time had passed. Over an hour at least. I had gotten up early to go to my favorite breakfast spot in East Harlem. Bacon to die for. My doc said I shouldn't eat so much bacon. Or smoke. Or drink soda. But don't they all say that? It's always the end of days waiting for the transfer, I responded. And he chuckled. He jiggled his foot and was going to ask me something else, but I turned my attention pointedly away. Even though he was well-dressed, collared shirt and a suit jacket visible from his open windbreaker, you could never tell who would ask for money or start talking crazy at you. I took stock automatically at how many people were around us. Just two others this early. A guy maybe in his early 20s with a faded rainbow hoodie and oversized headphones. And a woman around the same age shrugging off a purple peacoat as she balanced a covered tray of cupcakes. I hate to ask, but do you have a portable charger I could borrow? My phone is dead, the suited man said. As evidence, he opened his hand where the screen of his new Apple whatnot was blank as a slate. I shook my head. Never had a need. Don't want anyone tracking me. You know they can hear everything you say on those. I got nothing to hide, but my business is also my business. He cocked his head, puzzled like just about anyone who learned I didn't have a phone, his foot pausing for two seconds before resuming its tapping. It's just, I'm not sure why the U-train is so late, and I'm going to be late. He gestured up, and I followed his line of thought. It was an older station and hadn't been fitted with any of those automated screens hanging overhead or announcers that told you how long it'd be. No attendance, either. I'd have to track back up a long set of stairs and a godforsaken endless corridor to find a living person back at the turnstile. Just like back in the day, I grunted. You had nothing to tell you how long it'd be half the time. Transfers, buses, constructions, people throwing themselves on the tracks. Happens a lot, you know. You just have to wait. Have you heard an announcement? The girl chimed in behind us, setting the cupcakes on the rusted steel bench. Check your phone? Sue asked. Cupcakes shook her head, pressing a stray blonde strand behind her ear. Genevieve would be about her age now, but I didn't want to think about that. It's not turning on. Suit held very still. Mine either, which is weird. I, I always charge it. Both considered a moment before Cupcakes tapped the guy with headphones. His shoulders tensed and he turned. You know if the train's late? Cupcakes said loudly and pointed to his faded jean pocket where a sliver of phone stuck out. Could you check, please? Headphones shrugged. Out of juice. So what are you listening to? Cupcakes said. He slid his headphones down and around his neck. People don't bother me as much when I wear them, he said, almost defensive. Something's not right. Suit said. How can all of our phones not be working? That's why I don't carry the things, I said. Look how distraught you all are over a piece of plastic and metal. Cyber attack. Cancer in the brain. No thank you. I glanced at my watch, but had forgotten to wear it this morning. Damn. My wrist felt bare as a newborn's butt. 
The line out of my breakfast place would be unacceptable by 8.30. Nine tops. Then I'd be late for chess in the park. If I was a minute past the hour, Pete would mosey in on my prime corner seat like it hadn't been my spot the last ten years. I'd have to wait half an hour at least for rounds, then late to lunch. Damn it, I growled. I need my coffee. You gonna look for a transfer? Cupcakes asked, glancing behind her. I followed her gaze. The exit seemed miles away. I'd have to zigzag up and down countless steps, trek up intersecting corridors, sidestepping pedestrians. In the meantime, I'd get breathless and covered in sweat that would turn cold and sticky against my sweater and make me uncomfortable all day. And as subway luck would have it, the train would probably roll up as soon as I left. Nah, I said. I looked out on the tracks to entertain myself, see if I could spot something, anything. Maybe a rat to flick a rubber band at. If there was one thing I hated, it was rats, so any chance to kill them or cause a little suffering was time well spent. But not a soul moved down there. I strained my ears, listening for the faint drone or screech of an approaching subway. Nothing. Just the tap, tap, tap of Suit's foot. Cupcake sighs, and somewhere down that dark tunnel, steady drip. The usual subway smell, a baked-in stench of old garbage, fresh pea and smoke topped with a sprinkling of fungus or mold, flared in my nose. What's that? Headphones asked. Dessert for a going-away party. Cupcakes answered. She wasn't dressed right for the weather or the morning in some sort of sequined flare skirt and halter top. Not that I didn't appreciate the look, mind you, but April was full of endless wet and slush with a few teasing peekaboos of warm weather, so tantalizing you wanted to scream. At this hour? I gave her a look. I mean, really peered over my glasses at her. Who the hell has a party at 7 a.m.? I wanted to ask and looked at my wrist again, forgetting the watch wasn't there. Cupcake sniffed and shifted, avoiding my eyes. Probably guessed me to be a lecherous old man. I didn't want to break it to her, but she wasn't my type at all. Too skinny. Something in my DNA just didn't find that all that interesting. Dead as a doornail, Suit said again in frustration, jabbing at his phone. I don't hear anything. You think maybe something happened? Headphones' eyes lit up. Like a Godzilla type? Or a terrorist attack? I think we'd hear screams, Cupcake said. Headphones shrugged and headed toward the stairs without another word. We watched his backpack move up and out of sight. I'm too old for this sh- I started when headphones popped back down. What's the word? Suit said. Headphones blinked at us. I went up and now I'm back. I squinted at him. What are you going on about? I can't leave, he said. I can't. Like, physically can't. Suit jogged up the staircase and a second later, jogged right back down. He paused on the last step, looking at us, up, down, up again like he was watching an invisible tennis match. Then his face folded like so many cards. It's not real. It's not right. Suit moaned. Headphones had buried his face in his hands. Wake up. Wake up. Kaiser as hilarious as a battle sub with a screen door. 
I glanced behind me just to make sure there were no cameras. This is one of those viral marketing stunt flash mob what have yous. <laughs> Hilarious. I snorted and heaved myself up the stairs. When I got to the top, I found myself facing downstairs, looking at the platform again. I turned to go back up and was facing down again. The whole effect made me dizzy, so I shuffled down the last few steps and onto the bench next to Cupcakes. You try. I croaked at her. She shook her head, eyes wide, and terrified as a mouse. Screw this. Suit bellowed at the empty track. I'll go down there and walk to the next access point if I have to. He stood, half-crouched as if to jump down. He glanced at the rest of us and wavered. Sit down, amigo. I laughed to hide my nerves. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Whatever thing is happening up there is trying to keep us down here. You think they haven't thought of that? Headphones finally lifted up his head, his suit arched an eyebrow. They? Government corporate types. Who else? We're just pawns on their board. If there's an outbreak or a terrorist attack or what have you, you think they don't have sophisticated weapons? They got all kinds of things, including... I waved my hands down the stairs. Invisible force fields. Walls, whatnot. Sounds like conspiracy crap, Suit said. Yeah, believe it or not, but it's well documented. It was always a matter of time. You'll see. Trick was, you had to look for the little offbeat blogs and forums, the ones where people talked in code and told you what was really going on behind the curtain. I knew some of it was hogwash, sure, but when you lived as long as I had, you know sometimes there's kernels of truth in the unlikeliest of places. They don't want us out, we're not getting out. I tried to explain, but they were all panicking. Headphones and cupcakes shouted for help at the stairs until they were hoarse. Stupid kids. Suit did eventually climb down to the tracks and walk a few feet down in the darkness just to turn around. Same as the stairs. Suit huffed as headphones helped him back up on the platform. Suit shrugged off his windbreaker and hurled it against a post. What the fuck are we supposed to do? He slumped onto the bench next to me, defeated. Something like a skittering sound below the tracks. I glanced down, looking for the shiny brown back of a roach or a tail of a rat. You hear that? I said. No. What? Sue cocked his head and we all listened. Nothing. Maybe nothing. I shrugged. Maybe a sewer rat or a giant roach. Some of them grow to be the size of your whole arm. No kidding. Prehistoric. It's gotta be a dream. Suit pinched the back of his hand. We watched his skin turn white, then red. Ow. I think it's an end of the world, Sitch. Cupcake said. Her dress spread out as she sat on the bench. Actually, I'm relieved. It's about time. The rest of us looked at her as a flush crept relentless along her cheeks. I mean, I'm just tired of it all, you know? More silence until headphones piped up. Yeah. What, your expensive liberal arts college got you blue? I asked. I have a lot to worry about, actually. A mix of shame and pride stormed over her face, reminding me of a kid. No, I uh, dropped out of school. Run a pretty successful business selling uh, stuff. Stuff? 
I already knew where she was going by her tone, and I wasn't impressed. How does that song go? Lots of good girls gone bad in the city? She nodded curtly. Pot? Suit said, hopefully, and she shook her head. <laughs> you don't look anything like a dealer, Headphones said. She smiled primly, but then I noticed the bags under her eyes, how her forearms looked like any fat or substance was burned right off, leaving the thinnest skin stretched over bones. That's what makes it so easy, she said, and almost as an afterthought added. It's a lot of money. Better be careful with that nonsense, I said. People fall down a hole faster than they can get out. She nodded, her eyes hollowed as a skeleton. Well, might as well make things interesting, Suit said. I screwed my trainer yesterday. Again. He breathed out, bounced a bit on the balls of his loafer. Man, it feels good to get that out. My wife ever found out, well... His glance flicked down for a second. She's a little unstable. It makes it hard. He made a sound like a laugh, a noise mixed with heartbreak and relief. She'd probably shoot me point blank. That's fucked. Cupcakes glanced at his wedding band. Psh, you think that's a big dark secret? I said. Show me a man in this world that hasn't cheated once. Headphones raised his hand. Cupcakes rolled her eyes at me. So what's your deal? Oh, I'm not interested in games, I said and looked at the rail. I glanced at my bare wrist again out of habit and couldn't shake the urge of too much time passing. It must have been hours by this point. Probably almost lunchtime. Uh, guys. Headphones' hand was shaking. You okay, kid? Gonna barf? I stepped back just to be safe. I, um, just remembered something. He was actually shaking. Like he was cold, teeth chattering and everything. There is no you, Subway. Cupcakes started counting on her short purple nails. F. L. 2. There are others. So many. She blinked. Every day I take the... She looked at us in confusion. I racked my brain but couldn't remember a damn thing about my commute. What does it mean? Sue'd asked. I can't... I, I can't even remember my name. Deadly toxin, I nodded. Eating out our brains, causing early onset dementia. Cupcake yelped and covered her face. Don't say that. I think... Headphones shook his head, a grim set to his jaw. We're in some kind of limbo. Maybe hell. I had a dream last night. Pulled up a beat-up blue spiral notebook the size of a checkbook from his back pocket. He flung it open and flipped past fraying corners to the last page. A sketch in pencil... Not half bad. Looked up at us, recognizable enough. The Reaper. Now that is crazy, I said, angrier than I intended. Wait, Suit said and leaned against the filthy column for support as his eyes fluttered close. Maybe it's true. The last thing I remember is, well, I can't recall. But I think it, it wasn't good. Maybe we're, we're dead. At his words, something stirred in me, a panic, a quick realization that something was wrong. But I smothered it as quick as a bag of unwanted pups. Headphones, however, nodded vigorously. And now waiting for the fairy guy. Fairy guy? 
Cupcake squeaked. You mean like the river of the dead? God, that's morbid. How about an angel or something more positive? <laughs> Angels? Down here? Headphones spread his hands. You won't entertain the likely notion that it's the government or terrorism, but think we're all dead. That's rich. I laughed to cover up the lump that was forming at the base of my throat. Like I had swallowed something that the acid reflux wanted to send back up. Cupcake's suit and headphones all seemed subdued, somber. Now that had me unraveling like my cheap sweater. The lump in my throat seemed to grow, dropping into my stomach heavy as a sack of nails. I tried not to think about all I hadn't done with my life yet, despite my years. All the people I still had something to say to. I pushed the sensation away, but one thought burrowed under my skin and stuck. Pete in my seat, setting up the chessboard. Smug bastard would probably be glad I was dead. Suit paced in short circles, the shadows on his face jumping in the gloom. So what is this? Our last confessional? He looked up at the dank, spotted ceiling and was really yelling now. I didn't do anything to deserve this. So I cheated. So what? I didn't murder anyone. Didn't fuck up that bad. Not enough to be down here. Watching his breakdown made me feel a little better. Gave me some entertainment, at least. Get a grip, Cupcake said, and turned to headphones. If it's a confessional, maybe you two need to go ahead with yours so we can wake up from this nightmare, move on to the next world or whatever. You seem awfully calm. Suit's note of accusation was sharp as a shard of whiskey bottle. Are you the devil? What? No. Cupcake's flushed. Now you sound like my ex. Okay. Sue pointed to headphones. What's your deep dark secret then that earned you this hallowed place beside us, adulterous and drug dealer? Me? Headphones looked embarrassed and fiddled with the bent spiral of his notebook. I, uh, some of my friends beat up guys sometimes. Homeless dudes mostly. Some guys are into it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I can't explain it. They usually don't fight back. You kind of have to be there. O-M-G, Cupcake said. I, I didn't do anything, Headphones said hastily. Just watched. The cops came through and I don't really remember. It it I was kind of out of it. The other two looked disgusted and he hung his head. I know. I'm a piece of shit. All their faces turned toward me, curious, relentless. Screw that, I started to say, but stopped. Something in each of them had opened up, it seemed, with their confessional. Less hardened and evasive. Just sort of sad. Reminded me of the last time I saw my other little girl, Pippa. Somehow she knew I was planning to leave, even though I didn't give any hint. Didn't pack anything. Said I was going to work as usual. Gonna be late. Few kids, I barked hoarsely. I haven't seen him in a while. That was all I had to say about that. The cupcakes regarded me sadly. She started to remind me of the kiddos I upped and left. Oh, cut that out with the big eyes, I said, and she blinked. I tried, but it didn't work out. Suit nodded vigorously. There's something about being free, yeah? I didn't want to talk about it anymore. I went back to the yellow stripe and looked down. No trash on the tracks. 
That should have been my first sign that something was wrong. It's too late to do anything about it now, I said to the tracks. Cupcakes sighed. It's never too late. Ah, uh, sometimes it is, though, headphones said. You hear that? I strained my ears. Finally, what sounded like the faintest drone echoed somewhere down the tunnel. Cupcakes' eyes grew enormous and Suit's mouth was a perfect O that would have made me laugh under other circumstances. The train, headphones said unnecessarily. I had never been religious, but damn if I didn't say a quick prayer right then. Dear Lord, please, please let this be all some sort of screwy dream and let me wake up. I'll be better, I swear. I'll reach out to the kids, even though they'll tell me to shove it. I'll do it anyway, I swear, if you give me a chance, please. The others were quiet, probably in their own negotiations. I shuffled behind the yellow line as the train roared up and the doors to the last car screeched open. Cars in front of it were dark and closed. Could be a test. I still half suspected it was a government job. I glanced in. I expected ghouls or zombies or something, but it was empty. Little dirty. Typical car by the looks of it. Should we board? Headphones asked. Sue pushed past me to step on. Anything's better than here. Let's hope. Cupcakes murmured. Headphones laughed nervously as we boarded. We're good. Maybe. Once we were all on, the doors whooshed closed and the subway started, lights flickering. Nothing weird, nothing off, until headphones stood at the window. We're definitely in hell. Headphones said with a certainty that made us look over. How do you know? I went to stand next to him as he pointed. Through the rear window, below the track that we were zipping along, squirmed bodies. Hundreds, maybe thousands. And not just any bodies. The four of us, over and over again, all squirming and mashed up on each other, grinning and waving in a mass of glittering skirts and suit jackets and rainbow hoodies and fraying argyle sweaters, making up a fabric like a ribbon undercutting the city. Cupcakes screamed and headphones doubled up, dry heaving again. I couldn't stop staring. We were moving too fast to really focus on a single face, but the quick flashes of my smug smile, gnarled hands flicking toward the sky and shock of gray hair made me dizzy. It was like looking into a pit of cracked mirrors as the train thundered on, rolling over infinite versions of ourselves. Cupcakes shuddered finally. I can't look anymore. This is a bad trip. The worst. I think you're right, kiddo. We're in purgatory. Once I said it aloud, a little flint of memory came back to me. Pain collapsing from my bed. Maybe I should have listened to the doc. Still, I don't think I could have given up on bacon, even knowing what was coming. Think we're going to see the big man then? I said. God or the devil, I wasn't sure. No way. Suit struggled with the rear car door. I'm not sticking around to meet anyone. This again? I sighed. His freak out was sort of funny the first time, but was getting old. Help me. 
Suit said, and headphones grudgingly got up. Put your shoulder into it, I said. Why are you encouraging them? Way I see it, nothing we can do but try to enjoy the ride, sweetheart. She frowned as the door cracked open. Suit turned his back to us with some sort of salute. Sayonara. He stepped off and a half a second later stumbled back in, eyes wild. Same as the stairs. Headphones guessed and plopped down, pulling out his notebook and pencil and starting to sketch. I wish I could have said goodbye to my mom. Cupcake said out of the blue and got real quiet, turning her head away from us. I'm not going to just sit here like cattle to the slaughterhouse. Suit's eyes nearly bugged out of his face. So I'm not perfect, so what? I deserve this? He turned and jabbed a finger at the window. I'd kill you all to get out of here, no question. You do the same, don't pretend otherwise. If we're stuck up at Mount Everest and starving, anybody up there would eat their own to survive. Fucking human nature. He's losing it all right, I said to no one in particular. Suit jutted forward and grabbed the knobby pencil from headphones. He pointed it like a knife at his own neck, gaze out of focus. Just do it already so I can have my pencil back, headphones said. I guess he was as tired of Suit's shit as I was. Cupcake sucked in a breath as Suit rammed the pencil into his own throat. <sighs> no blood, I said, a little disappointed. The pencil had popped right out. No mark, nothing. Suit slapped his neck calmer. It hurt, anyway. Fuck. He slumped in his seat next to Cupcake's and headphones resumed drawing. The sketch looked like Cupcake's from this angle. It wasn't good enough that I could tell for sure. More time passed and I closed my eyes. Maybe it was a dream or a hallucination. Maybe if I willed it I could wake the hell up. I tried not to think of anything and pictured a chessboard empty of pieces. Symmetrical. Even. No problems, no riddles to solve. Just a blank slate. An intercom system crackled. My eyes flew open. We all froze as the static grew louder. Passengers who wove themselves badly must depart. The voice was high-pitched and tinny, coming from all directions, and I thought of trumpets. What does that mean? Cupcakes shrieked. Who are you? I will fuck you up. Suit shouted up at the ceiling at the same time. Next stop, primordial fears. The intercom went silent after that. Primordial fears? Cupcake said. What does that mean? Like fundamental, right? Headphones said. Fight or flight. Like when you see a lion in the jungle. That's a primordial fear to help you survive. That doesn't make sense. Cupcake said. We're going to fight a lion? I don't deserve this. Suit was ramming his head against the window. He turned to headphones. Do you? Are you that evil a person deep down? So rotten to the core you deserve this? We still don't know what this is. Why us four? Surely we can't be the only ones who sinned. Maybe we died at the same time? Suit jiggled his knee and rapped against the window for emphasis. Could you do us all a favor? Shut the hell up. Just for a few minutes. Or forever. I closed my eyes again when I felt the unmistakable sensation of the train slowing. We're stopping? Cupcake said, voice laced with panic. 
I couldn't blame her. Panic was fisting my own chest like another heart attack. The car slid to a stop and the doors hissed open to pitch blackness as the intercom voice crackled again. Stop. Primordial fears. Passengers must face themselves and fix their fabric to ascend. Fuck me. Suit moaned. Headphones, I had to give him credit, ventured out first before the rest of us followed, blinking in the shift from fluorescent lights to darkness. Headphones inched forward and we followed as our eyes adjusted. At this point, I felt more annoyed than anything. Whatever force or being was in charge sure liked dragging things out. Just tell us what the deal is already, I said in the darkness. Look. Cupcakes jostled next to us. I blinked at a small trickle of light from a narrow passage. The platform we stood on funneled into a weirdly lit cave tunnel. At least it wasn't red. We walked through, headphones, suit, cupcakes, and me bringing up the rear. God. Cupcakes gagged. The smell was terrible, like the worst funk you could ever imagine, heated up in a tiny kitchen with your face over the open oven door. Before I could get out of the passage to see what was ahead, something hard slammed into me. It took me a moment to figure out what it was. Fuck no, no. Suit was moaning and shoving, trying to get behind me. But there was nowhere to go. A rock wall had appeared and pressed into my back. Get out of here! I snarled and shoved Suit out of my way. I made my way past Cupcakes who had fallen on her knees and headphones standing there all slack-jawed. That's when I saw it. An enormous pit yawned out in front of the ledge we stood on, and rising out from the pit, my chest seized up as I recognized the massive shape. A rat the size of King Kong stood in the pitch, wearing a goddamned crown and everything. Thousands of normal-sized rats ran up and over each other like ocean waves in the pit around the Rat King. God damn, why couldn't it be a proper devil? I had the shakes and my body pressed up against the back of the wall. My stomach slid up in my throat again. Of all the goddamn creatures! The giant rat, its black eye the size of a bench, looked at me. It squeaked loud as a car horn and waved its paw. Suit was still screaming. This is not what I pictured, Cupcake said faintly between her hands. This must be the primordial fear. Everyone makes mistakes. Suit screamed and started hurling stones into the pit. Die, fuckers! The stones disappeared harmlessly into the pit of rats. Fucking snakes! Snakes! I said when the intercom voice boomed again and I saw another subway train behind the Rat King, high up with no obvious way to get to it. A stop to fix your fabric. Oh no. I think... Cupcake stammered, all round eyes. She trembled like it was the dead of winter and looked back at the pit. I think I'm supposed to jump in. Like, be brave enough or strong enough to do it. But I'm really afraid of spiders. It's like a phobia. I can't even look at them. Anything but... Just then, Cupcakes winked out. Out of sight. Out of existence. No! Headphones yelled, and something pinched my chest and pricked my eyes. Cupcakes, damn! I muttered. I'd grown fond of them. 
what I wouldn't give now to be back at the U station stop or even in the train with them, even if it was for eternity. Anything but rats. Take them! Suit jabbed a finger at me, spit flying. Sacrifice them! I'll kill them if you want! Take- He disappeared mid-shout, the Rat King chittering all the while. Its stomach bellowed like a trampoline, matted in fur while its crown, darkened gold with dirty jewels, sat crooked between twitching ears. I shuddered and pressed my hands to my ears to drown out its sound, like a chipmunk squeak, cranked way up and remixed. Headphones dry heaved. Why are you doing this? Oh God, I think I'm next. I think it wants me to jump into the roaches. A look of resolve fell over headphone. I'll do it. I'm sorry for everything. I deserve this. You crazy? I jolted forward to stop him, but the next thing I knew, headphones ran and jumped, the faded rainbow hood flapping as he fell. The pit of rats promptly enveloped him, their claws digging in and running over his screaming face before he vanished. Let the kid go! I yelled. A movement behind the Rat King's crown caught my eye. Headphones waved from way up inside the new subway train, his hand pounding the glass, his mouth moving, trying to say something. Okay, I muttered to myself. My stomach started to feel queasy like I was dropping on a roller coaster. My turn, I guess. You can do this. I looked at the pit again, the clawed paws and beady eyes undulating in filthy furred bodies. Just watching them, my skin felt like it was sliding off and I tried to breathe through my mouth to avoid the smell of filthy fur and shit. Anything else? I said hoarsely. I didn't know what kind of man could face something like that, but it wasn't me, even though I might be dead already. Props to headphones. Give me bugs, fire and damnation, just not rats! The voice sounded again from the train behind the Rat King, flat and emotionless. Primordial fears. I hunched over, my knees cracking into the rock. The rats' scampering and squeaking rose, and I dug my fingers into my ears. For a wild second, I was sure it was an elaborate prank. Had to be. Something to get the old man to jump into a rat pit and film it for all the world to see. My nostrils flared. Hell no, I said. My stomach continued to suck away, and I felt something else. A patch of cold like a draft in January, starting up my legs and under my sweater. I gritted my teeth as my eyes pricked. I wouldn't think of Pippo or Genevieve or anyone else. This might be the end, the real end, but I had to know one thing. Did anything matter? What was the point of it all? The voice didn't come back. Instead, I heard the new subway start driving off, wheels squeaking. The Rat King squirmed above its sea of subjects, their chittering filling up my ears as darkness descended. The end. This has been a production from Slayhouse Publishing Presents Lit Bits. You Train by K.C. Griffin. With performances by Trevor Williamson's 
Jeremy Billingsley, Natalie Morlock, and Curtis Steen.